Anu Hotsi Anu Hotsi Anu Mimitraim Hotsi Anu Mimitraim Die Anu. You know this part. Die Die Anu Die Die Anu Die Die Anu Die Anu Die Anu Die Anu Die Die Anu Die Die Anu Die Die Anu Die Anu Die Anu Only one hundred more verses to go. Uh, well, I don't have to do all of them, I guess. This, is, of course, is the traditional song of Dainu, but we just sang at Passover, and it means, do you know what it means? It would have been enough, or it was sufficient for us. And this song, of course, recounts one by one all of the things that Hashem did for us. And the first thing that I said um, is that he brought us out of Egypt, Hotzianu mi Mitzrayim. And if he had just done that, that would have been enough for us. But of course, there are many, many verses to this song, aren't there? Yes. Uh, we have come out from slavery. We have recounted the history of Passover as if we ourselves came out of Egypt. We have celebrated the Seder, and now where are we? With an outstretched arm, he has brought us out of slavery. But is that the whole story? Why did Hashem bring the Israelites out of Egypt? For just freedom? Even though, as the song says, freedom from slavery would have been enough, that is not the whole story. There are more verses to the song. Right now, we're, of course, as uh, Maggie mentioned, we're counting the Omer. Uh, does anyone know what an Omer is? What are we counting? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a measure uh, of, of ba- essentially an offering. It's of uh, an ancient measure, um, which uh, they gave a, a little offering um, each day from the 49 days uh, between Passover to Shavuot. So every day, as we recount the Omer in our, in our homes, we're pressing forward from freedom toward Shavuot, toward something else. We're reenacting the journey of the Israelites from Egypt to Mount Sinai, where the first Shavuot, they received the Torah. But As we look forward to that point, I want us to examine the full reason that Hashem brought the Israelites out of Egypt. In other words, he gave us freedom, but freedom to what end? Is leaving Egypt the whole story? When Hashem originally informs Moses of his plan to free the Israelites, this is what he says in Exodus 6, verses 6 through 8. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord... I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians, and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. So right there from the start, there is an ultimate goal for the children of Israel, not only to be freed from the bondage of slavery, but to be redeemed, 
to be God's own possession and to enter the land of promise, the land of blessing. The Lord furthers this idea once they've come out of Egypt, right? He continues this, right? So they come out of Egypt. He delivers them remarkably, you know, with signs and wonders. We remember this from the Seder. And he, and he brings them through the wilderness. And then they come to the foot of the Mount Sinai, where they're about to receive the Torah. All right? And this is what it says in Exodus 19, verses 1 through 6. Do we have it? There we go. Thanks. So it says, On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel encamped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. There's that idea again. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. All right? Um, can we go back to the first verse again? Can we go back one? All right. Uh, the same verse, but the earlier part of it. Yes, that's good. Thank you. So it says, on the first day of the third month, right? So the Israelites left, uh, they left uh, Egypt. Do you know when they left? It was the middle, the 15th of the first month of Nisan, Right? So how many days is this? This is about 45 days because each month is about 30 days, right? So the text, uh, it adds a couple days for purification, and uh, it's not explicit when we got the Torah, but we can understand that around this time, this is 45 days later, right? 49 days later, or seven weeks, is Shavuot. And according to Jewish tradition, that is when we got the Torah. Shavuot coincides with the giving of the Torah seven weeks later or 49 days. Does that make sense? All right. Now look, let's look at the purpose that uh, the Lord reveals in this in the next part. Okay. So he, this is why he frees the Israelites. He states once they're at Mount Sinai. He reiterates and expands upon what he said in Exodus 6, before he brought them out. Uh, so this is what he says. He brought them out to bring them to himself, to make with them a covenant, to be his treasured possession, and to be a holy nation set apart for his purpose. And what is the next chapter in Exodus, chapter 20? What is right after this? It's the famous Ten Commandments given to Moses on two tablets, which is the heart of the Torah, all right? I actually have an artist's rendering of Moses with the two tablets to kind of help us visualize what this was like. So do we have that picture? Here are the two tablets. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, you sure that's the right picture? Okay, 
But in all seriousness, we could see that God did not just set the Israelites free so they could stop building the pyramids, but rather for a greater purpose. The story of Passover does not tell the full story of Israel. Thanks, you can, you can take it down in case it's... Charlton Heston is distracting us, I think. It doesn't tell the full story. Hashem brought them out of Egypt to bring them to Sinai, to make a covenant with them, to make them his own possession, his own people. Just bringing them out of Egypt doesn't fulfill their identity and their calling and their blessing and their purpose. But the giving of the Torah and the possession of the land and the sanctification of the people, all the other verses of Dayenu, right? These things begin to fulfill the identity and the calling and the blessing and the purpose of Israel. By possessing the land and by being set apart by the justice of Torah, Israel was to walk in her calling to represent God's ways to all the nations. Passover is not the end of the, of the story. Passover is the beginning. Many rabbis see the, the giving of the Torah as essentially the beginning of the Jewish people. It's transformative. The Torah brings the children of Israel into the presence of Hashem. God has rescued Israel and brought Israel to himself to represent him on the earth, to make known the ways of God to all the nations. Israel came out of Egypt. This was a land with multiple gods, and Hashem executed judgment on the gods of Egypt in the Passover story. And he prepared Israel to worship only God through the giving of his Torah. After all, what is the first commandment? No other gods before me, right? This is right after, this is in Exodus 20. You shall have no other gods before me. The giving of the Torah empowers Israel to be holy. And holiness enables Israel to be in God's presence. And being in God's presence enables Israel to be a light to the nations, which is their purpose. Israel was meant for more than just being free. Israel was meant to be a full blessing of God for the full blessing of God on them so they could be a full blessing to all the nations. The Jewish people maintain this calling even today. We know that God's gifts and callings are irrevocable. Moreover, the Messiah Yeshua makes a parallel covenant to the covenant of the Torah. Yeshua made this covenant with all of his followers, all of his disciples. We, we have also been set free from slavery, the slavery of sin. That is, if we put our trust in Messiah Yeshua, he actually gives us the power to break patterns of sin in our lives, right? But is this the end of the story for us? The apostle Shaul, or Paul, says in Galatians 5, verses 13 through 14. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, being set free from sin in Yeshua is not the end of the story for us either, but it is the beginning it is the beginning of our sanctification, the process of becoming holy. It's the beginning of our process of being made a, a people of God. It's the beginning of our walk 
into blessing and into purpose and identity and calling, just as it was for the Israelites, and it still is, because they still have the same calling. Freedom from slavery is not just freedom to do whatever we want. Just as freedom from Egypt did not mean the Israelites were free to just be any sort of people with any moral or ethical standards, but he brought them out to give them the Torah. Freedom from sin doesn't make us free to sin, but free to fulfill the Torah, to be holy, to enter his presence, to bless others, to bless the nations from his presence. The covenant that Yeshua makes with us, his disciples, it parallels the covenant that God made with Israel on Sinai. The last Passover meal, Yeshua says this in Matthew 26, 28. He says, this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Yeshua makes a new covenant with his disciples on Passover, and he continues the story of the first covenant of the Torah at Mount Sinai. This freedom from sins and forgiveness of sins is not the whole story. Yeshua's covenant transforms us as a call to holiness. Disciples of Yeshua are empowered to holiness, to be set apart in order to be a light in this world. Yeshua's covenant gave a chance for all peoples to become children of God through his atoning sacrifice. But that's not even all of the story. Israel was given the Torah on the feast of what? When? Shavuot. Yeshua's disciples were given what on Shavuot? The Ruach. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, on the same feast. And this is what happens. It's written in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. The festival of Shavuot arrived, and all the believers uh, all gathered together in one place. Suddenly, there came a sound from the sky like the roar of a violent wind. Wow. You're good. That was good. And it filled the whole house while they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which separated and came to rest on each one of them. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. So why were all the Jews gathered in Jerusalem at this time? During Shavuot, or during also referred to as Pentecost. This was one of the three pilgrim festivals, right? Uh, they were to come to Jerusalem at these three times during the year. And just as Yeshua promised, he said he would send the Ruach HaKodesh. God sent them a counselor so that they could be filled with God's spirit to do God's will on the earth, to bring his kingdom to earth, to continue the call of Israel. So on this special Shavuot in the book of Acts, they were empowered with supernatural gifts. They were praising God in languages which they didn't know. And in fact, the same spirit that fell on them, giving them the blessing of his presence and bringing down the kingdom of heaven, this same spirit is available to us, to all disciples of Yeshua. Walking in the spirit is living a life in the presence of God. It is from there that we bless others. We can love others. We can bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. So how can we tell the full story? 
We can't just stop with Passover. We have to press forward toward Shavuot. It's not enough to simply be free. We must press forward toward a life devoted and sanctified to Hashem. Our freedom from the slavery of sin should push us forward toward the rest of the story. We should press in, press into our calling and our anointing to the leading of the Ruach HaKodesh. Press into hearing from him. Press into the Torah. Press into our purpose. As we tell the whole story, we call to earth that which is in heaven. Why has God set you free? Is it just the Passover part, or is, is there more, right? There's many verses to the song Dayenu. Let's use this time of counting the Omer to pray into this. Let's press forward toward the joy of Shavuot. Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray. Avinu, our Father, we thank you for this season, O oh God, that we're in, um, that we can look forward to Shavuot, to the giving of your Torah, and to the many blessings that you want to give to us, and to your Ruach HaKodesh, O oh God. And uh, just help us to live a, a sanctified life. Empower us, O oh God, to... Let go of the sins that so easily entangle us, O oh God, and to, to really run to you during this time, to, um, to seek your face, O oh God, and to take seriously our walk with you um, so that your purpose in our lives can be fulfilled, that we can be the full blessing and light to, to a hurting world, Lord. The world needs you. Oh God, and you want to use us. And I just pray that we would open our hearts to what you're doing, open our ears to hear your Ruach speak to us even now. And in Yeshua's name I pray, amen.